Two years ago today, one of the greatest moments in recent memory in Wisconsin State basketball tournament history happened. Welcome to the Highlight Zone podcast. I'm Noah Manderfeld. Columbus Catholic hit a buzzer beater just two years ago, and it was one of the most electric moments at that tournament. Today, on the two-year anniversary, we revisit that beautiful buzzer beater. We talk with Tom Nystrom, who hit that buzzer beater, also players Bryce Furlinger and Jared Mandel, as well as head coach Joe Konechny, and our own Matt Infield, who was actually there and covered that game two years ago. We walk you from the beginning to the end of that game and that moment. Buckle your seats, folks, because it's a good one. Let's walk through that season leading up to State, because... You guys were, were pretty dominant all year. I mean, looking at, uh, of course, I'm just looking at scores. You guys were winning most of your games in convincing fashions. The one that the one that you, you did win, you lost a couple games. What was it about that team as the season progressed? Bryce, I'll start with you. Um, I just think we had a really good chemistry because we've been playing for, you know, like 12 years together and it just all came together my senior year. Jared? Yeah, I mean, I think chemistry is probably the biggest thing. Um like Bryce had said, we played tournaments together, especially like that senior class since uh, like third grade. And so like growing up together and uh, playing, I mean, that had a huge impact. And then we started getting taller too and getting better. So I think like just camps every summer with Coach K and then summer ball together. I mean, we spent like Coach K can attest to this. We'd spend eight summers a year or eight weekends in the summer just playing basketball together. So, I mean, kind of just all came together during the season as we got better and better. Was it, um, for the most part, I'm not seeing, you know, what there were quite a few seniors, but was it a senior-led team or was it a pretty good mix of upperclassmen, underclassmen? Uh, no, I mean, I'd say it was, it was senior-led, and then Tommy was the lone junior that really played and stepped up. Um, but otherwise, yeah, our starting five was seniors. Um, we had one senior that was out for the year with injury, but, yeah. Um, what about what was it during that regular season? Overall, I think that we um, kind of meshed well. I know that like prior we had some playing experience. I played with a couple of them in uh, JV. And uh, overall, I just felt like we kind of came together throughout the year. And we like played with each other um, through summer league. And we all kind of learned to trust each other in different ways. Coach, as this team, you know, started to to really win a lot of games and really showed who they were. When was that moment or was there a moment where you realized, I think this team could go far and maybe even make it to state? Uh, probably right, right at the beginning of the season, we played in a Thanksgiving tournament and, and did really well. I um, you know, when, when our seniors were sophomores in, in 2017, we had gotten down to state and a lot of them got, got a taste of it and got to experience it. Uh, and then two years le- later, I just felt like, uh, they were kind of on a mission. Um, there, there were a number of times where I felt like Jared and Bryce, Ethan Meese, Noah Taylor, Tom, um, they just, they, they weren't going to let us lose. So uh, I give, I give all the credit to senior leadership and, and those guys just, this, it meant a lot to them uh, and they were not going to be denied. Uh, it's, it's rare to see that type of commitment and really passion for, for each other's success. I thought they were incredibly unselfish. I think they'll be best friends for life. Uh, and that, that went a long way in everything that we did. First, before we get to the game, are you guys best friends for life? Yeah, I'd say yeah, we're, we're all pretty connected. Still yet. talk quite a bit? Yeah, for sure. Guys, for all of you and coach included, I guess, in this, I feel like the more and more I talk to coaches and teams, especially ones with a huge senior group, it feels like there's kind of a buildup to that senior year where there's kind of that mm-hmm. expectation. This is going to be a special year. 
we can really, really make that run. And Joe, I know you said that you play a Thanksgiving tournament and that's when it clicked that this team could make that run to state. But when you think back to going into that season, was there this expectation that this was going to be a special year and this is when everything was going to come together? There was. Uh, we don't. We don't like to talk about it, but but we lost the sectional final the year before by one, uh, in a real heartbreaking fashion uh, against Green Bay New Lutheran. And then when they were seniors, we got back to the sectional final and played Green Bay New Lutheran again. And we were down ten, I think, second half. Um, and what I saw that last eleven or twelve minutes out of the young men on that screen was just incredible. Um, really made sure that they they took advantage of the opportunity and. Everything kind of came full circle, but you're correct. There was a huge buildup, a huge expectation. I think if we had not made it down to the Kohl Center, it's something these these boys would have regretted for a long time. Did that loss the year before kind of put a chip on your shoulder as you head into that game the next year? Well, yeah. I, I think it did. Yeah, yeah sure. I would think so. Yeah. So walk me through um, that day. What, what do you guys remember about the day um, of that semifinal game? I just I got some memories popping up today on my phone because two years ago tomorrow was that game was wow. that day, and I so I'll, I'll call out Bryce here. Then the night before we're we're in the hotel and going up the elevator, and Bryce Bryce goes, "I I need help. I need to. I have a mustache. I need help. I've never shaved." <laughs> <laughs> and. And so I remember Bryce and I were sharing a hotel room and I'm teaching how to shave. And the next next morning we're walking out on the Cole Center. It's like, wow, because it was, it was pretty awesome. Is I mean, just looking back on it, I laughed and I'm like, man, time flies. But yeah, I think like that day, like we we're like, I think it was more we compared it to when we went in 2017. And it was kind of like we were more on a mission this time because it's like, OK, we've been here. Um, now we want to get a ball and we want to win a game and show people that we're what the team we are. And so um, we soaked it all in as much as we could, but then we kind of just prepared for the game and went from there. Hey, Bryce, man, the playoff stash could have been a cool thing. Maybe <laughs> no, it definitely had to go. <laughs> Is he a good long. teacher at least? Heck yeah, I was a good teacher. <laughs> um, Tom, what do you remember about that day? Uh, I honestly don't really remember. I just remember that it like flew by really fast. Um, I remember like bits and pieces, like going into the Cole Center and then uh, during the game, like briefly. And then after the game, I remember celebrating, but it just flew by way too fast. Mm -hmm. Stepping into the Cole Center, I know that's got to be a pretty special experience. Was that the moment where it kind of hit for you guys? Wow, we, we made it and we're on the big stage. Yeah, I mean... It's the whole process is pretty sweet. I mean, just from walking in the back door and going through with your bags and everything, um, it's it's kind of surreal. And then you get in the hotels and or the locker rooms, and it's like, wow, this is this is nuts. And then when you finally get out there and step court, step foot on the court, it's like I couldn't stop smiling. I'm like I'm trying to stay serious. I'm like, oh man, this is this is crazy. So I'm like smiling in warm ups. I'm like, crap. <laughs> But yeah, it's awesome. It was awesome. Uh -huh. Coach, how much did you prepare for the matchup? I think we prepared a lot. Uh, Bangor had, had won the state championship the year before. Um, they had some really talented guards and a kid in the middle named Grant Mankey, who was uh, a really fantastic athlete, a strong physical kid. Um, so we were, we were very prepared, I think, and it was a great basketball game. We knew they were going to be good. Um, we were worried about rebounding. Uh, Bryce, I think, had 25 or 26 <laughs> rebounds in the game. 
You did. He did a, a fantastic job, but um, we expected it to be a, a, a game right down to the wire. Um, my, again, our seniors did such a good job of, of watching film and, and being prepared from a personnel standpoint that uh, I, I felt pretty confident going in, knowing it was going to be a really good team we were playing. Mm-hmm. Matt, you might have perspective from you know outside of the school, but what do you remember about that matchup going into the game? Well, that was my first state tournament that I covered because I got up here the previous August, so this would be March. I was like six, seven months on the job. And I'm still kind of just in my position I, at that point, just getting my feet wet. So, obviously, I had been to their games throughout the season at different points, and I knew it was a really strong senior class. But, honestly, I didn't really know much about Bangor or kind of the oh, their history. And to be honest, I was only really getting my feet wet with Columbus Catholic's history of getting to state a couple of years prior and whatnot. So I, I was kind of in, uh, what's a, what's a popular phrase this time of year, survive in advance. I was trying to make sure I survived that day the best I could. And if they won, made sure to do the same thing the next day. And uh, obviously the, the storyline kind of wrote itself. So the surviving part was, uh, the surviving part was pretty, it was pretty easy, but yeah, I just, I knew that it was the only team in our area that made the tournament that year. And they had Bryce down low and then a bunch of other great, you know, surrounding pieces like Jared and Ethan Beast around and I remembered a lot of these guys from – I recognize a lot of names from football because the Spencer Columbus football team that fall was really, really good. I believe they, you guys lost at level four to Stratford, if my memory serves me right. But, yeah, I do it was a, a really strong senior class with a lot of great athletes that, you know, had every chance to go down there and win a couple of games. For the players, how did you feel about your matchup? Did you did – you th- did you agree with coach that you thought it'd go down to the wire? Did you feel like you, you had a shot entering that one, Jared? Uh, yeah. I mean, we scouted him pretty heavily and um, I think like the biggest thing for us was we wanted to stay out of foul trouble because the, the couple times that we lost that year, I mean, foul trouble really hurt. Um, and so we wanted to stay out of foul trouble and rebound and like Bryce phenomenal out rebounded them. Um, but yeah, I think like when you look at the stat, like if you look at the stats, I think we out rebounded by like twenty rebounds, yeah, or something like that. But I mean, I I I definitely didn't expect to blow them out by any means. It was like the state tournament is going to be a good game regardless, so we just had to bring our A game. Mm-hmm. Bryce, we keep bringing up the rebounds. Looking at your stat line, it's kind of crazy to look at. You had fifteen points and twenty five rebounds. Were you? Were you feeling something as that game started? Did it progress? What What was your mi- mindset entering that game? Um, I don't know. I just kind of took it as like a normal game. And then I didn't realize I was like doing anything abnormal, like rebounding wise. And then until the end, and then someone told me. Yeah. 25 rebounds. So I guess throughout the game, you were just, you were just doing your thing. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I had 25. Yeah. Cause you could like kind of see it on the, like the big screen, which is like, mm-hmm something I hadn't seen before, but I was trying not to look because wasn't really my goal. Uh-huh. Worth pointing out, that is still a D5 state record. And it was, and that was the, thanks to Tom here, that was the uh, second prevailing storyline of the day. But that is still a, a state record that stands, which is pretty crazy to think about. That is, that is crazy. I mean, I, I I had just looked at it the other day and I was like, is that a typo or was that 25? Like, it's, it's crazy to look at. Um, walk me through that first half because – as far as I know, it was pretty back and forth early on, right? It was kind of like a battle at first. And it was kind of, it took a while to get comfortable because mm-hmm. obviously it's so different than anywhere I've ever played before. And then once you got comfortable, it just felt like a normal game and you got to go with it. 
Jared, you hit a, a few early threes. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, felt in my comfort zone like the first half. Like, um, I feel like I feel like we came out well, um, not too slow or anything. And once we got going, I think I don't know. I think the first half was more back and forth, like you said, and then early second half was when we uh, went on a little bit of a run. But I mean, I th I think both teams like it was just back and forth and. Um, I don't honestly, I really don't remember much from that game except for Tommy's shot and Bryce's rebounds. But yeah, I mean, they were, they played well, hit some big shots too. Um, Mankey was a beast inside. So, I mean, from what I remember, it's pretty much back and forth. Yeah, Jared, I was going back and looking at my, my post game story from that day. And I do pretty clearly remember that you were the hot hand. And you said that you felt like you were feeling it in warm ups. The ball was coming out of your hand well, and that translated to the game. Does that all sound familiar? Yeah, it does. I, I think I remember because um, we being at Columbus, we have a short, like a little bit smaller gym. And so we to prep for like sectionals in the bigger gyms, we went over to Marshall Senior High and played in a bigger field house to get a little bit of feel for that. And I think that helped a lot because like warm ups came in and I felt pretty comfortable shooting. And I mean, that translated right into the game. So. That, that's something interesting. If you could expound upon that a little bit, and if uh, you know Tom and Bryce wanted it as well, I think that's an underrated thing that I just kind of like got a grasp of this year. And obviously last year there was no state tournament. But, I mean, going from playing in smaller gyms, especially, yeah. you know, being D5, you know, you guys are going to play a lot of smaller schools. And then you go to the Cole Center, or this year, you know, I went to cover Edgar, going to the lacrosse center. That is a real thing, right? Like the, the stadium seating behind you in the backdrop, that can throw a shooter off, no? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, like the whole depth perception of it, like having that backdrop and having tons of fans behind it or like no space, stuff like that, um, definitely has an impact on just the eye and hand-eye coordination. So, I mean, it was nice to get that practice. Mm -hmm. Tom, we'll get to your heroics, of course, a little bit later on, but did you have much of an impact on that first half? Because you had, what, nine total minutes in that game? Um, not really. I mean, we kind of, um, we had a good substitution going with Kellen because Kellen's very defensively sound. So then we were able to, um, uh, guard their perimeter shooters a lot better. And then we could collapse on Mankey when he got the ball. And mm -hmm. so then it was good substitutions to work us in and out. And then, um, at certain points we'd make subs for me in and then put Kellen back in for the defensive side. So, mm -hmm. Coach, um, how did you feel about your first half performance? You guys led by one, I think. It was 33-32. How would you feel at the end of that? I was fairly happy. I, I think Jared started off hot. and He had three threes, I think, early in the game. Um, and we did a pretty good job defensively of making everything they did difficult. So um, overall, like you said, you're not sure how long it's going to take to adjust. I thought we adjusted fairly quickly. You know, some of that is probably we had been there two years before and Bangor had had been there the year before. So uh, I think it was a, a really good game from that standpoint and that both teams had, had been there recently. So maybe there was less of an adjustment. Did you have a message to your team at half? Enjoy it. I, I think our message that, that whole weekend was um, whatever you do, this is, this is forever. So uh, make sure you enjoy it and leave everything you have out there. And, and those guys had done that all year. And uh, we had a couple guys in Jared and Bryce and, um, you know, Tom, uh, Noah Taylor, Ethan Meese, all those guys, Kellen, Tom, I mentioned, um, that, that really just wanted to win for each other. And, and I can't, I keep saying that and it sounds cliche, but never had a group that, that really didn't care who got the credit as much as this one. And 
I was just confident in everything that they did. And I knew that at the end of it, we'd be able to live with it uh, from an effort standpoint with the way they had, had handled their business all season. And you guys came out with pretty good effort in the second half. You jumped out to, I think it was a 13 point lead midway through the second half, right? Uh, um, how did you guys feel midway through? I mean, you were 10 minutes away with a double digit lead. Did you feel pretty good at that point? Um, I don't really remember the second half of that clear, but really? I just I just remember feeling like a lot more comfortable the second half, even like touching the ball. So uh-huh. kind of all came together. Does anyone here remember much about the second half other than the big shot? Is or is it all just a blur? I, I remember they they hit some big shots. Uh, you know, the last eight minutes, um, uh, Mankey had a three point play. We missed some free throws, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of things that 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 happened those last six or seven minutes was Banger just really. St- extending the game and doing things well. Um, I remember, you know, we, we had a, they had tied the game um, and Jared made a, a fantastic spinning layup to give us a two point lead, like instantly. And then they came down and we, we had forced a miss um, and Bryce, I think it was the one ball he didn't get all day. <laughs> uh, and they got an offensive rebound and laid it in um, to tie it with, with six seconds left, which, which kind of led to Tom shot. But uh, I just remember that, that, there are two or three instances where they had cut it to two or tied it. Um, and, and Jared came down and got it in the middle of the floor and made a play. Uh, and that's kind of what had been happening that whole last three or four minutes for us. I was going to say you guys had what 20 turnovers in the game. Was, was that a lot of that late in that second half? Uh, there were a few early. I watched the, the film for the first time the other day um, and preparing for this. And, and I think we had like four or five just careless turnovers in that first five or six minutes of the game where we just threw it away, trying to get into the post, uh, missed a kid on a back cut. And, and then late we had a few uncharacteristic as well. Um, we maybe struggled a little bit knowing how to, how to extend the, the possessions when we had a six or seven point lead. Um, but, but some of it's probably nerves too. So overall, I thought we did a pretty good job, but like I said, there's three or four times where we had to make a play and, and somebody did. Coach, I do remember, and I, I went back and watched my post-game story the other day, you did say that you felt like you guys got a little bit tight down the stretch. Um, is that something for the players? Is that something that you guys kind of remember, or did you feel like that was more on what Bangor was presenting at you guys, or did you feel the nerves kind of kick in a little bit as the, you know, the clock ticked down towards zero? I think that was something that – Kind of like as much as as good of our as good as our chemistry was throughout the year, I think that was something that um, happened a couple times actually. Like Nielsville, um, I think like we'd we'd have the lead towards the end of the game, and I don't know if we just got too comfortable or um, when pressure came, we kind of crunched a little bit. Um, but we'd have a couple unchar- uncharacteristic turnovers, and I mean that would lead to the score. Um, margin shrinking and so I think that I think that probably had something to do with it there because I remember they started pressing um and I mean they're a good team so defensively they're doing well and I think we just uh a little careless with the ball and led to that let's get to the moment that I think you know made this game as legendary as it is so what they tied it up with coach you said six seconds left was that when they tied it up about I think it was 5.9. It was 5.9. So what's going through your head at that point? Well, we wanted to get a shot off. Uh, and I think we, we anticipated that they would pressure us, trying to make us take a few seconds to get the ball up the floor. Um, so we just ran our, our normal press break, which is pretty much designed to to get it in and get the ball to Jared in the middle. Um, and he had just gone one-on-one the possession before and laid it in. 
um, he, he was really good all season at, at reading the second defender and finding people. So uh, we were able to get it in. I think we got it into Bryce and back to Ethan and Ethan to Jared. And he turned and, and that time they sent a second guy and he found Tom just in time. And it, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Tom, this is your time to shine, man. Tell me. Well, I, I, I know in the postgame interview you said you didn't really remember much about that moment. Um, but what do you remember now a few years later? I remember um, I remember catching the pass from Jared and I was so afraid of fumbling the ball that I uh, just like it was running through my mind different scenarios of what was going to happen. Um, but then I remember like making the shot and uh, turning around and celebrating with the bench and it was just an experience for a lifetime. I know every team practices half court shots as much as you really can. Um, but did you feel confident in your shot at all when it left your hand? Well, I'm always confident in my shot because, I mean, you always got to be confident in what you do. And I know that I've uh, had practiced long and hard for that. So um, and then, you know, all these seniors gave me confidence, Jared, especially um, throughout the year. He'd always pick my head up whenever I was getting down on myself for missing shots. So I always tried to remain more confident in what I did. And I didn't really remember um shooting the shot like I remember it leaving my hands but I don't exactly have thoughts running through my mind just um just felt like I was playing basketball euphoria right after after yeah. the shot went in Jared what do you remember uh yeah I, I'm not gonna lie like I caught that ball I caught the ball in the middle from I think Ethan or Bryce like coach said and my my thought like like coach like the position before I took a good kid one-on-one I scored and I wanted to get two or three dribbles and hopefully dish it off someone for a layup or get a layup myself and I turn around and see a double right away and saw Tom and I I was fairly confident in Tom um, especially from the week before he was he had the hot hand too Um, and I like I knew it was in before he even shot it just because he had the opening he stepped right into it Um, and then once it left his hand like you can see in the video, I'm like right behind him when he when he shoots it, and I literally see it straight on, and I'm like jumping already, and it goes in, and the rest is history. But yeah, that was it was awesome. Bryce, I want to get to you. What do you remember when that shot went in? Um, I just remember like jumping around like a you know, I was on something because, and then all the fans were you know clapping. It was just so overwhelming, and I don't. That's literally all I remember. Matt, you were shooting this moment, and you said it earlier, This you were like a newbie on this job. This just had to be the most incredible moment of your career at that point. Yeah, so to kind of set that up, there's a running joke among us in the media that shoot games that the referees purposely get in our way of us when we're shooting the games on the baseline, which 99.9% of the time is probably not true. But I swear, if there was one game I've shot in almost three years here, where I think a referee was actively trying to sabotage my shots. It was that day. <laughs> and in the first half, it didn't really matter because Columbus Catholic was shooting on the other basket. So they were down there, not the way. But I do remember as the game kind of got closer and closer, the thought ran through my head, this ref is going to blow either a game-winning or a game-time shot to send the game to overtime. So I was really, really concerned about that. And thankfully, Tom hit a shot from 35 feet away. So the referee didn't have time to sprint down to the end of the floor that I was on and ruin a sort of shot. So 
Yeah, and I remember I shot and I got a really good shot of it. And I'm kind of like Jared. I saw the ball come out of Tom's hand, and just from the angle that I had through the camera, I knew it was it. Like it just looked great and straight on, right out of the hand. And if you turn up the volume on the video really high, you could kind of hear me like just my pure reaction. I'm like, wow, and like just because I couldn't believe it either. Just because I mean, you know, like you said, I mean to that point, it still is one of the best moments that I've been a part of or shot on my, you know, in almost three years on the job. And I remember someone behind me started, I'm, sh I'm shooting the video, I'm getting you guys all mobbing Tom right in front of your bench. And someone starts shaking me on the shoulder from behind, someone else in the media, like, can you believe it? I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm trying to shoot. What are you doing here? Like, get out of here. So, um, and then, yeah, it was just euphoria. And I knew right away I had to get in contact with someone at the station. I'm like, listen, this is not your average buzzer beater. Like, this is like a 35-footer that sends a team from our area to the state title game. So, yeah, I mean, still to this day, without question, probably one of the top three moments I've been a part of in almost three years up here. And uh, I remember pretty pretty well, um, but obviously I'm not, you know, I'm not part of that team. And for anyone that was a part of that group, I imagine it was a blur because it happened so quick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like all the players have already said this. W were those moments after a blur? Do you remember much about the celebration? Or did it just fly by? Yeah, I mean, that it pretty much flew by. I, I remember, I remember like hyping up the fans, and then I turned around and went to give Tommy a hug. And it, like, there's a pretty sweet picture of that. I picked up Tommy and was, I was like, heck yeah, man, this is awesome. And then I, I think we tried like calming down to go through the handshake line. Um, but then, yeah, I remember running to the locker room, pretty hyped. Um, but yeah, I think it was pretty much a blur. Otherwise, um, I feel like it was even more of a blur for you, right? Yeah, it just felt like a montage through it all. It just felt like, I mean, I remember uh, doing an interview like right soon after the game, and then running in with Jared into the locker room, and then, uh, and then I just kind of settled off right after that. I don't really remember anything else. Mm -hmm. um, was there a moment for any of you where you kind of realized what you had done? Or did you even have time to realize that before the championship game? Honestly, no. I, like I like I said, like we're kind of like on a mission that like being down there. So like we kind of we like celebrated and it was like, wow, this is pretty awesome. Um, but then we were like, let's let's get the job done tomorrow and get a gold ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise I don't, we, we really didn't talk about it until after, after the tournament. I think the, that. sorry, Jared, to cut you off. I think the no, last yeah. image that I actually have in my mind from that celebration is Evan Deerier, I believe his name was, who was a senior that coach, I think you mentioned had hurt himself. He tore his ACL, if I remember correctly, but he is just incredibly hyped, like going like this, getting the crowd crazy. And you look down and he's got the robot leg going on from the ACL recovery. And that is, I think, the most lasting image of the entire celebration in my mind. This kid is out here at the torn ACL on one leg, just getting everyone crazy hyped. It was really funny. Yeah, Evan had done that in, in soccer and he had been expected to play a role for us and um, missed his whole senior year. Um, but, but, but he was the guy on the bench that, that made sure those young guys were having a lot of fun and I'm doing some some funny things at times to keep everybody engaged and um, a lot of ways to contribute, um, even though you're not on the floor. And I think all those guys that, that didn't play a minute in that game, I'm um, definitely were a part of it. And, and we're just as happy as the, the kid that made the shot, which made it even more special. 
we've got to wrap this up soon, but I want to briefly touch on the championship game because um, that, that first half you guys went down by 17. Um, but was there, cause you win a game like this and you think that's it, you know, we've won, but you still had one more game. Was it tough to move on from a moment like this coach? I'll start with you. It might've been, you know, I, I've reflected a lot on the, on that loss and, um, you know, Jared Mandel had three fouls in the first half. Um, he, he fouled a, a kid shooting a three in the corner, um, could have gone either way. And that was his third. And uh, I made the decision to sit him the last two minutes of the half. And, and we were hopeful we were going to get some long possessions and it didn't just happen. You know, we had four or five possessions with him out of the game. I think they went on a 10 or 12, nothing run to close the half. Um, and then we spent the whole second half battling back, you know, to, to our players credit, they got it to within three or four with about a minute left. Um, with a chance to just get a steal on our press, and uh, it just it just didn't happen. Uh, the other thing that I've come to accept is that Jaboyan Lutheran was really really talented. Um, <laughs> Hagnikevich I think scored two thousand points in his career, and he's a Division One player. So um, kudos to them, and kudos to our boys for 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 playing a really good team that day. To the players, um, what do you guys remember about that championship game? Did you come out with you know were you, were you slow at the start, or was it just a matter of they were that much better than you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we came out a little slow. Um, I think like Ethan Meese played probably one of his best games all year and dominated that game for us. Um, I think if I remember correctly, I was face guarding and I think they tried face guarding Noah Taylor as well. Um, and I mean, Bryce, Bryce did his usual thing, but I mean, it's a little bit harder too there when you got a six, seven, six, eight kid right next to him. And we tried our best to shut him down inside. Um, Sometimes this doesn't go that well. He hit a three, two. So, I mean, he, I mean, hats off to them. They're really good. Um, they had guard that was penetrating well and dishing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember picking up my third foul. Um, and then second half we came back and uh, started making a run. And I remember, I remember picking up my fourth and I think there was like four minutes left or something. We were like mid run and I come, I get taken out and, they score and I, I told Coach K he's standing like he always is. And I said, Coach, I'm going in. And one of our assistant coaches tried holding me back. I said, No, this is my last game. I'm going in. And then we tried finishing it out. But um, yeah, I mean, they're a great team. It was a fun game to play and fun fun to compete. But yeah, didn't go our way that day. You brought the ball home though, the silver ball. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, final thoughts, because we got to wrap this up soon. Um, when did it, or two years later now, has it kind of set in uh, that memory of, you know, of, of making this buzzer beater and winning a game in that fashion? Tom, I'll start with you because you weren't a senior, so that wasn't your final game. Um, but did it ever settle in what you had done? Not really. I mean, it's um, still one of those things that still feels like a dream because I know you dream about it. Like, as a kid, you dream about it all your life to have a moment like that. And um, it still never has truly set in, but I mean, from time to time you relive it just by watching it here or there. And um, that's, I mean, it, I don't think it will, will ever set in. It's just one of those things that's one in a million. Jared, how does it feel to look back on that moment? Oh, it's still surreal. I mean, when you see the video, I still get goosebumps. I haven't watched the game through either one of those games, but I mean, I, I just have that memory and I still look back on it. It's awesome to have that. Bryce. 
I'm just so thankful that that's where we got to end. And it kind of set in on the bus ride back from Madison and like the whole team was just chilling and it was just like the best way to go out. Coach, where does this moment rank in terms of your top coaching moments? Oh, it's definitely up there. Um, you know, I, I think the word that I use a lot is just grateful um, that, that those boys took me on such a fun ride. Um, 2017 and 2019, really all the years, it's just been uh, incredibly rewarding to, to work with the type of young man that, that you see on that screen right there. And um, I'll forever be grateful for their efforts and for the experiences they gave me. Um, uh, and, and the last two years, not, not having the Cole Center and, and not having that state tournament, especially last year, no state tournament at all, uh, probably made me especially grateful. You know, I can't imagine if uh, if COVID had hit their senior year uh, at, at sectional time and we hadn't had that opportunity. So, um, you know, that was taken away from a lot of players the last year or two, and uh, it's made me more just, just grateful that it happened. Um, incredibly, incredibly grateful. That was a special moment, whether you were watching it from the TV or if you were actually in the Cole Center. Thank you to the team for joining me. We're going to be doing a lot more of these episodes coming up in the next few weeks. So if you have any episode ideas for teams or individual moments that you'd love to see featured, throw us an email, sports at WSAW.com. We'd love to hear your ideas. But that's all for this episode. So thank you for listening and take care.